and uh, you know, we went to CPR Fest growing up. Got to see okay. a lot of great bands, and kind of was uh, a goal for us was to get on one of those stages at CPR Fest. And I mean, we played on the homegrown stage, but the way they had it set up was, you know, basically you watch the band on the main stage, and then you turn around with your beer to the homegrown stage. So we were pleasantly surprised at the amount of people we got to play in front of. Man, it was a, uh, it was a lot, and there was a lot of energy, and it was just a, it was a pretty wild show. And what is up? It is White Trash Donnie, you guys of who we have in the building tonight. Uh, we have none other than Magnolia Bayou. Let me tell you about these Mississippi Mud Boys. They've been uh, grinding, gritting for the last uh, three years before they put out their first album. So without further ado, we're going to bring them in, get to know them, their music, and them a little bit better. So give it up for them. What's going on, y'all? How we doing, boys? Great, man. How about y'all? It's a pleasure to have you on, and uh, I know you guys are extremely busy, uh, folks, so um, they just got done with sound check, and uh, they're relaxing a little bit uh, before they go back and do their show, so much appreciated to have you guys on the show between uh, sound check and the show, uh, your own show, so um, thanks for taking the time out for uh, not only myself, but the fans out there uh, that love Magnolia Bayou. Um, so Absolutely. Um, so you guys were literally grinding for, for three years, dirt getting your hands dirty all you know all up the blues trail uh, before you released your first album so tell us a little bit about that and how the grind was uh man we you know we played locally at all the local bars for about a year and then we got our first travel gig in natchez mississippi at a place called smoots and it was a blues bar and we kind of got associated and connected to some blues musicians in that area and then from that point forward, man, we just kind of started traveling up and down Mississippi into Louisiana, uh, hitting up all the juke joints. Um, you know, initially we started out as a blues band, so that's where we kind of drew our inspiration from. And, you know, after doing that for two or three years, man, uh, we were hot and ready to go into the studio. And at that point, it kind of forged and developed our own sound. So we, we owe that all to the Mississippi Delta, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely a, a very unique sound, uh, for sure. So 2018, uh, Magnolia Bayou um, was the first album that you released. Uh, there's eight bangers on there, uh, followed up by 2020, Strange Place. You got 11 bangers on that album. Um, and then your most recent single, um, the, the Train Don't Stop, excuse me, in 2021. So um, overall, two albums and one single. And, uh, you know, you've had much success uh, with the albums and... Uh, yeah, I'm just like I, I'm kind of fanboying right now because I've listened to you guys for like the last six months, and I'm like, oh, I got to get them on the show, and 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 you're finally here. So, um, you know, how is it over there in uh, you know the Mississippi Thanks, Mississippi Delta area? It's cool, man. There's a lot of stories. You know, we tried to tried to get our hands dirty, like you said. You know, get uh, you know the the best part about doing that was like learning how people react to certain songs and stuff like that the vibe was just unbeatable man like him and i grew up listening to like muddy waters howlin wolf you know uh rl burnside and just like the tenacity and the ferocity of like what what they had going on you know was was something that intrigued a lot of us as well as you know the the acdcs and guys like that so it was kind of Kind of big, uh, big gumbo of, of sorts, you know, kind of a thing. 
that, that, that we like to, to do, you know? Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I say the Mississippi mud, uh, reminds me of the beer. Yeah. Um, I tried drinking that and I, yeah, not my favorite beer, but, uh, you know, no, man, I, man, <laughs> I've got, I've got like two jugs at the house that, that, uh, it's quite old, but it's kind of just chilling. It looks great, man. The, the, the right. bottles are really cool. Yeah, but it tastes horrible. So, yeah, yeah it's good it for show, but not good, good for drinks. So, <laughs> uh, so you're on your show. spring tour. Um, so this is your third or fourth stop on the spring tour. Yep. Um, and you third have uh, third night, and then you have two more. You got 431 and 51, uh, both in Mississippi. Yes. Um, so are there any plans after that to, uh, you know, have any other tours, uh, playing local? Um, I know previously you've opened for uh, Aaron Lewis, Whiskey Myers, uh, most recently Buck Cherry. Um, you know, so any opening, opening gigs coming up or, or, you know, tell us a little bit more what's going on with the band. We are supposed to be opening for Buck Cherry again, uh, May 20th in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Nice. And then Jimmy Hall on May 7th, uh, formerly a Wet Willie. Uh, well, I mean, he, he's still with Wet Willie, but, uh, Jimmy Hall of Wet Willie on May 7th. Um, we're doing Fools Fest, Driving and Crying will be uh, direct support for them. That's in Covington, Louisiana mm -hmm. on May 21st. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's a local show uh, May 14th. I know we're kind of like all over the place with dates, but uh, uh, May 14th we'll be back home in Gulfport, Mississippi for Chandelier Brewing Company's annual Shandy Fest. Uh, that one's going to be a lot of fun. And okay. then we're actually doing a redneck raft out in, uh, somewhere in Oklahoma uh, where we'll be either right before or a couple of bands before quiet riot so we're oh super cool yeah I, I like the name of it it makes it just sounds like a, a float fest like you're floating yeah, down the river is. you know it is man it's a boat only festival and uh we've uh some friends of ours uh the chitlins from back back home um, they played it last year and they said it was just a uh, a great experience and just nothing like it, man. Just aging, um, you know, people are floating and uh, drinking and, you know, uh, just having a, having a ball on the, on the lake. Yeah. And that's uh, what we did back home up in Michigan. We'd float down the river for hours, have a, you know, a tube with beer and uh, just float down the river. So um, yep. yeah, those are exciting times. Definitely like that. Oh, yeah, man. And um so if uh, you're breaking up a little bit, but we are still good. Um, if anything, I will okay. uh, send my number in the private chat, and then I'll just hook the Bluetooth up and have you call in. Uh, okay. If, if that's a little bit easier. But as of right now, we are good. And, okay. Um, so you guys played uh, CPR Fest uh, April 2nd. Um, that was a pretty big deal yeah. up in the, the panhandle. Um, so how would you guys like that? I think was it that this was the first or second year, wasn't it? Or? Well, it's the 20th CPR Fest fest but it's been they didn't do it for like 10 years so okay this was like the return after almost a decade hiatus yeah. so it was a pretty big deal and uh you know we went to cpr fest growing up got to see okay. a lot of great bands and kind of was uh, a goal for us was to get on one of those stages at cpr fest and yeah. i mean we played on the homegrown stage but the way they had it set up was you know, basically you watch the band on the main stage and then you turn around with your beer to the home run stage. So we were pleasantly surprised at the amount of people we got to play in front of, man. It was a, it was a lot and there was a lot of energy and it was just a, it was a pretty wild show. It was cool, man. Cause like, you know, like Drew was saying, you know, you, you would look 
this way. And then all you would have to do is like tilt your chair 90 degrees. Or if you were trying to go get a beer in between, you know, like say non-point and Cedar or whatever. Um, we had a lot of people at the beer line that were just, you know, would forget about their beer and just start throwing down with us. And then like, you know, it just, it was, it was a sea of people, uh, you know, for reference, if you want to go, uh, people who are listening, watching, um, if you go to our Facebook page around April 3rd, April 4th, we posted a, a photo of, um, of us on stage, like a, a backstage looking at all of us and like, uh, Drew and I were talking that many people, you know, and it's like, wow, <laughs> we, we did it. You know, we killed it. It was, it was great. Yeah. And we had uh, something back home. It was called the B93 birthday bash. It was primarily yeah. country and uh, up in uh, Michigan. And uh, you know, they had the up and coming artists and then they'd have one or two headliners. Uh, so it started out as a day when I was a kid, then I went to a two day weekend. Um, and then now it's back to one day. Um, so definitely uh, I get the local festivals, you know, and, and how interesting it would yeah, be man. to play at your own little local, you know, not little, but your your local festival that you grew up attending. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not that talented. So, yeah, I just uh, go and watch the band. So I, <laughs> <laughs> you get to but do this, though, which is cool, man. You get to talk to, you know, guys like us and, you know, hopefully guys that are bigger than us, too. You know, it's uh, it's cool. It's cool what you get to do, too. Yeah. And I love it. It's, uh, you know, you know, a great hobby that I like to do and, uh, you know, it gets, um, gets me out there, gets some of the bands out there, you know, that, uh, you know, some unsigned bands and, um, you know, so really got me going with this is, uh, you know, two months ago I interviewed a band and just kind of, uh, you know, music has always been a passion of mine. So, uh, interviewed a band just, just to interview a band. And I was like, man, you know, this was pretty cool. And I thought I did horrible. I was like, ah, they'll never, you know, they'll never call me back again. And, uh, you know, the PR um, agency was like, you, you actually knocked it out of the park. You know, here's a couple more bands. And I was like, oh, all right. Awesome. So, yeah, that's how it kind of blossomed into what it is. And, uh, you know, prior to that, it came from, uh, beard content. Nice. So it was, uh, you know, a much needed transition right. of yeah. the beard world to the music industry. Um, yeah. So this is. Oh, beard, by the way. Yeah, you know, I got all the beard oils behind. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to take care of the beard That's it, and dude. Uh, make it look pretty. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> so uh, have you guys heard uh, about uh, the Singer Songwriter Festival in Key West? I've heard of it yeah. before. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a long, um, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of country, but there's some blues acts and, and things like that. And I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's it's coming up in five days. So this year kind of be out of the question. But uh, I think it'd be pretty kick-ass to see you guys in Florida. And, uh, yeah, man. you know, I go, I know you guys opened with uh, Whiskey Myers, and that's probably one of my favorite Texas, yeah, you know, kind of uh, banjo bluegrass, I guess you would say, kind of um, old school country for me. Yeah. Um, so eventually, uh, you know, I, I would love to have them on the show, um, you know, but I got some working up to do before I get to, to that level. So, Sorry, the clock. Uh... It's church hours. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> no, I had a, I was doing a show earlier and I had a fire truck, like literally just oh, yeah. outside and I'm like, really guys, <laughs> like, come on, like, keep going. And just 
Dude, it was crazy. Uh, like with the clock thing, uh, Drew and I, like when we're back home and uh, not touring and stuff, we do a lot of acoustic gigs around town. And I think we were doing like she talks to angels and like the harmonic part in the middle, like the clock struck nine and they did the bing bong. And it was like the same. It was like literally in the chord of what we were doing. I was like, dude, that would never, ever happen again. Right. You know, like, it was just perfect. that was cosmic, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. All right. You know, so, uh, you know, let's talk so, about some of your uh, your music is very very catchy, very different than uh, most music. And that's what kind of uh, grabbed my attention. Um, so I'm interested to kind of see who were some of your influences in music uh, kind of growing up and what pushed you to kind of pursue music? Well, when we started out, we covered, uh, we covered a lot of Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Muddy Waters, started to move more into covering hard rock and um, and I listened to all that stuff growing up, a lot of classic rock, Led Zeppelin, Thin Lizzy, um, you know, uh, Bob Seger. My mom loved Bob Seger. She loved Nora Jones, Van Morrison. So I was fortunate to live in a family that introduced me to a very eclectic uh, mix of music. Awesome. Yep. Bob Seger. I think he's, uh, if I'm right, he's uh, uh, another Michigan he uh, is, yeah. Ella, so, yeah. yeah. Nice. Him, him and Ted Nugent. I mean, Ted Nugent back in the day was pretty pretty cool. Um, I just kind of went off his rocker a little bit these days. Yeah. But uh, I, I grew up with uh, my dad in the 5.0, driving down the back roads and right jamming on, some Ted Nugent. So That's it, dude. That doesn't get more rock and roll than that, dude. <laughs> right. You know, smoking a cigarette, you know, and I'm just sitting in the back. You know, that's when it was cool to smoke. And, you know, you could smoke yeah. around your kids. Now it's like child abuse if you do that yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh so with me like um my my dad um like when i couldn't go to sleep as a kid um they would they would come into my room and put on uh uh miles davis is kind of blue so that kind of you know that kind of seeped into my my psyche so to speak and um you know later on got into acdc and uh, there was a time where I was jamming out with a toy guitar to Kid Rock and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, just uh, I'd going to shows for years and stuff like that. I just I always wanted to do that. My my cousin brought me into his room one time and showed me a Marshall full stack and a Gibson SG and just played a power chord. And I was like, that's that's it. That's that's I, no need to. No need to think think about what I want to do for the rest of my life anymore. I know. <laughs> right. Uh, and you know, it's a, it's a great, you know, if I was talented, I mean, I, I'm one hell of an air guitar. Like if you need an air guitarist, like call me up. But other than that, I have the nice. T-Rex hands. I'm just like, we need them, dude. I, I can't wrap <laughs> it around like the, the neck and it just, it, it yeah. is my hand all up. So I feel like a little T-Rex trying to play it. So, <laughs> but, um, Right. <laughs> so, you know, you got you got the classic rock, rock vibe, you got the uh, bluesy vibe, um, you know, almost kind of like a New Orleans style jazzy blues. Um, have you heard of uh, and I'm just thinking I had a band on previously uh, by the name of Zeta. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, we actually uh, we got familiar with them. Uh, they actually reached out about doing a show with us and it, it actually fell through. But um I, I'd, I'd be anxious to work with them again, you know, um, or work with them for the first time. But uh, we checked them out and we, we dug their stuff, man. They're, they're 
Great, yeah, I was great just guys. like, um, I had them on uh, a few episodes ago, and it just popped in my mind. I like it'd be a kick-ass show with Zeta and uh, Magnolia Bayou playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would, I would drive up just for that. So, right on, man. So, so what do we got to do to get you down in the Florida area? Um, we actually may have, um, you know, and we'll talk more about this kind of behind the scenes. Uh, we may have a music festival coming up in the Panhandle, and uh, nice. it'd be kind of cool. Um, you know, I can't really speak on it right now. It's still in the works, but, sure. uh, yeah. you know, I, you know, that'd definitely be something uh, I'd love to have Magnolia Bayou out there yeah, um, man. and play. I think, up, uh, you guys draw that crowd and you just have such a unique sound and, uh, vibe to you guys. So thanks, man. Um, so we're actually, we're, we're working on a run in October, like a big long run, uh, in, in Florida right now. Um, we're actually transitioning to a different management booking company right now. So, um, we're kind of working through what we've got on the books right now and kind of, um, laying the groundwork for, for what's to come for that. So, but we're okay. still thinking about, you know, venues and places to play. I know like club LA and Destin is a great place to play. Um, we play bamboo willies in, in uh, Pensacola, uh, Florida, um, I want to make it to Jacksonville, um, but we actually did a four-day run with Buck Cherry down in Florida. We went to um, Fort, Fort Myers, St. Petersburg, Orlando, and Ormond Beach. Nice. Um, okay, so you kind of yeah, went uh, the, east coast and then central. Yeah, yeah, that was a stellar run, man. We had a great time. Um, we definitely don't get out to Florida enough. We yeah. want to come come back right come enjoy the uh just don't come in the summertime come when it's uh you know fall or (laughs) you know it's much better weather you won't uh walk outside and sweat so dude we were that that run with buck cherry was in february i I packed like long sleeves i was like i wanted to kill myself man it was awful (laughs) dude i was like why yeah we get uh three maybe three weeks a year we get some cold weather snaps other than that uh it's it's usually pretty warm down here but um yeah yeah, there's the music scene um, has just exploded with the pandemic. And have you guys seen, um, you know, at, at, you know, for artists around here and, you know, some of the previous episodes I've done, um, the artists are having trouble actually booking venues just because so many people have yeah. like flooded, you know, flooded the market per se uh, yeah. to try to book gigs because we've all been cooped up for so long. Um, so is that something you're kind of running into in like the Mississippi Delta area or? You know, honestly, we don't play in the Mississippi Delta as much anymore as we used to. So we, we've been fortunate to not have to deal with that um, in that area. But it, it definitely was when, when after quarantine and all the, when it was okay for the big bands, you know, the bands that are much higher than us, when they started touring again, obviously they got priority. So it's taken some while, uh, taken quite a while for the, the baby bands or the mid-level bands, as you call us, to, to pick up some steam and to be able to get into venues anywhere, really. Yeah. So it's just now <clears throat> at, a, at a point where we're full steam ahead again. Well, and, and okay. two, you know, it's been a lot of like, a, there's, there's been kind of not not so much, but a little bit of a pay gap because like, you know, there was some venues that we were playing where we would make this. And, you know, since the return of, you know, live music, it's kind of, you know, steep down to this. And it's like, man, like, you know, quite frankly, we're killing it more than we did. So it's like, why are you paying us less? You know, and it's not like, you know, not anything on, on them. You know, I understand pockets are kind of, 
you know, hurting right now. So I, I get it for that reason, but you know, um, it just, it, it's, it's going to be hard for, for a little while. Um, but hopefully with, with this new, um, management and booking company that we get with, um, then we can kind of put all that stuff to rest and get on a big tour, you know, support, support some great artists and, um, just, you know, do what we were, uh, put on this earth to do, man. Yeah. And like I said, you guys are super talented, so it's, it's only a matter of time before you blow up. I mean, you are, you already have a a huge following as it is, um, you know, just kind of getting out there and and like you guys have been grinding for the last several years, uh, you know, several years before you even put out an album. So, um, you know, it's just that constant grind and, and waiting for that right opportunity to finally break. And then once you break, it's, uh, all uh you know all wild from there so yeah man um you know and uh you know i know you're extremely busy you guys got a uh, jet out of here soon to uh get to the show um you know tonight so where are you actually playing at tonight sidetracks music hall in huntsville alabama uh and then tomorrow which will be april 30th uh we'll be at the juke joint in ocean springs that's our hometown throwdown show Okay. Uh, and then on Sunday, May 1st, we'll be in Natchez, Mississippi at a place called Locust Alley. So Locust Alley. Um, okay. Awesome. If this, if this is up and you, uh, you want something to do on Saturday or Sunday, come out and party with us, man. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. So, uh, and folks, if you are in the, the area, definitely check out Magnolia Bayou. Um, and where can we find, uh, you know, I have Magnolia Bayou, uh, dot com. But where can we buy the merch, things like that, uh, for the folks that aren't seeing this and are listening listening to this on the podcast? Uh, com slash merch for the merch. Uh, yeah. We have all of our tour schedule on there. We have music videos. We have photos, bio. Uh, there's, always, there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. And then you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, you can find our music anywhere online that you stream music, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, Deezer. Yeah. <laughs> I always say Deezer. I always throw that in there. I don't even Title, know what it is. Titles one <laughs> right. or two. Um, yeah, man, just uh, look, look us up. You know, uh, if, yeah, man, just uh, keep, keep up with us, uh, everybody out there. Awesome. And uh, Last question. Do you guys have any vinyls? I'm a big Check vinyl one. collector, so I ask I ask everyone if they have vinyls. Man, him and I are vinyl junkies, dude. Like I, I want I want records so bad. Um and like our album artwork is is perfect for a record, you know, right. like especially once we once we get to a point where we're doing like record store day releases or whatever, our, our artwork sell like hotcakes, you know. Yeah, our I mean, CD is actually uh, the way we did our set. The CD fits into a slit on the side, and there's a really cool booklet with lyrics. Okay. Really nice pictures from the studio. It's a little vinyl. (laughs) Not not yet, unfortunately. But awesome. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you guys on the show, Um, and you guys uh, killed the show tonight for me, and uh, we'll talk here in the future and uh, get you back on the show. And uh, until then. Uh, remember, folks, keep it sloppy, and you can check out Magnolia Bayou at magnoliabayou.com and uh, go support them by seeing them in concert or getting some merch, uh, CDs, uh, purchasing their live, uh, purchasing their music on on Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. All that goes to support the band and supports them and supports their dream and keeps them going. So uh, until next time, remember, keep it sloppy, and we'll see you the next episode.
Thank you all so much. Thank you all.